I'm Dr. Mandy Weeks, and you're listening to the Behind the Brace podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing conversations and resources to help families and providers navigate the world of scoliosis. This is your place to find hope for a better solution so that you can live your best life. Hey everyone, welcome back. This week, we are going to be continuing to talk about what scoliosis looks like as an adult. So this week, we're going to specifically talk about when we hit into our 40s, early, late 40s, and what that might look like um, as you continue to move forward. Uh, Typically, what I see in my office is, is that if I haven't been continually seeing a patient for regular chiropractic care and they're coming in for a scoliosis assessment, usually what's happened is is that they've done some form of care along the way, whether it's working out, doing yoga, stretching, um, some intermittent chiropractic care, um, adjustments, physical therapy, you know, things like that. Most of the time, People know that they have a scoliosis or they were told when they were younger that they had a scoliosis, but they typically haven't had it checked on since then. Um, Just because back when we were in high school and we're now, if we're in our 40s, what they used to recommend was is that if you had a scoliosis and you were done growing, they just said, well, you're done growing. You don't have to worry about it. And so people just moved forward. So it's not very typical that they would have updated x-rays or had been seeing their primary doctor for this condition because they were just always told that once they were done growing, that it wouldn't be a problem, just move on with life as normal. Unfortunately, what happens, though, is depending on where that curve is when somebody is done growing will depend on how they do moving forward. So if they had a more significant curve that's in that mid-range 30 degrees or up into the 40s or 50s but didn't have surgery, oftentimes what will happen is is it will continue to progressively get worse through their adult years. Um, So sometimes it can progress up to a degree per year. Sometimes it's less. Um, So sometimes what I'll see is, is in your your 40s, you know, most people have had their children, their children are, you know, maybe elementary high school years. And um, regardless of what our job is, you know, we're usually well into our careers by then. And so typically, it's causing some sort of problem that now people are reaching out. So whether that's that they can't do what they could normally do at the gym or what they would want to do at the gym, whether that's lifting, running, um, sometimes they'll complain of pain in their knees or their ankles or in through their hip joints. Um, and the reason is, is because when you have a scoliosis, when you have a curve in your spine, biomechanically, your spine changes. So you're not holding the weight um, that you put your body through, whether that's um, lifting weights, free weights, machines, whatever that might be. Your body doesn't process that the same, and so it can actually wear on your spine and your joints differently. And so after 10 or 20 years, 30 years of doing that, um, things start to wear out. So you might put more uh, pressure and um, just irritate your ankle, knee, hip on one side of your body more so than the other. 
um, because it's a compensation. And so it's usually something like that, where now they're struggling with those types of things or, you know, just not able to do the things that they want to do or keep up with their kids. Um, Sometimes they can't sit as long as they used to at their work desk um, or, you know, if they've got events and they've got to stand all day, they might notice some problems with that. Um, and even traveling, you know, we we live in North Dakota, so anywhere we go, we have to travel long distances. So if we've got a six-hour car drive, you know, sometimes those things aren't tolerated as well as they used to be even in our 20s and 30s. So people come in typically because of those reasons. And then what do we do with that, right? Because when we were younger, they said, don't worry about it, no big deal, just keep moving forward. And now, you know, we're in our 40s and we've got some things going on that aren't necessarily enjoyable, that maybe our normal uh, tricks that we do aren't working, like that extra massage or the stretching or the extra yoga class isn't quite clearing it up. Um, And so that's where I really encourage people to um, take hold of that and get a really thorough assessment because most of the time you haven't had an assessment since you were young. And so the first step would be is getting an updated set of x-rays. That's really going to tell us where your spine is, what's going on, if you've had changes. Now, sometimes we can get old x-rays. If your x-rays are 20 years old, sometimes We might not be able to find the images, but we can get the radiology reports from your medical records. So we can at least get a baseline to see, you know, how much your spine has changed. And if we can't, that's okay too. The updated set of x-rays will at least give us the information and it'll, it'll give you a baseline for where you're at now. And the reason why it's so important that I really, you know, want people to hear is even if we're not having major problems, if we start to notice little things here and there that are popping up, that's those are our warning signs. That's our body telling us that something's not quite right. And so those early warning signs of little things here, little things there, some knee stuff, some hip stuff, you know, not being able to lift as much weight at the gym or not being able to sit as long. If you pay attention to those, sometimes what we can do is we can, you know, head off the bigger problems before they they get to that point. Um, and so that's where the x-rays will show us, you know, what's going on in your spine. Every once in a while, depending on the significance of the curve and, and how long it's been there, Um, Like if you had a more severe case of scoliosis as a child, but didn't have surgery, sometimes as an adult, that can change to the point where we need to do additional imaging, something like an MRI to see, uh, you know, what's going on with your spinal cord, the discs in your spine, the nerves in your spine. Um, So sometimes that might be appropriate and sometimes not. It just depends on the situation. Um, But once we gather that information, that's really where it gives us two things. First of all, it's going to give us a baseline of saying, okay, you know, even though we've known that we have had this, this is where we're at right now. And then as you get older, you can then monitor and compare and see how things are changing. And that's really powerful information to have so that you can make decisions moving forward. Um, The second thing that it gives us is, is that what do we do with this? So most of the time people are doing some sort of care for it already, whether that's chiropractic care, adjustments, physical therapy, stretching, working out, whatever those things might be. 
Um, but this will allow us to give some really specific recommendations. So if you've got a curve in there and based on the exam, the history and the, the test, if it's safe and appropriate, oftentimes what we can do is give you some at-home um, treatment options such as traction which sounds sometimes sounds kind of scary. Anytime I say traction, people automatically think of the thing that they see on TV where, you know, you put this loop around your head and the machine kind of pulls your spine apart. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, the traction that we utilize for spine uh, spinal curvatures, it actually kind of looks like a yoga block, but um, it's patented and it's very specific and it's been tested and has research to back that it actually gives results. Um, and so it's easy to use when it's a uh, appropriate for what's going on in your spine. So the only person that can tell you what's appropriate is somebody who's trained in this. So that's where when you come into my office, I can look at that, prescribe whatever might be appropriate for your specific situation and make sure that it's safe for you. And then you take it home and use it. And that can do two things. It can, you know, number one, it can start to prevent you know, further progression so that it's not getting worse. Um, when used consistently over a period of time in the correct way, um, it can actually provide correction of the spine and a lot of other things. Um, it opens up the disc space in your spine so that you're uh, taking the pressure off of those nerves and those discs. Um, and it helps to activate the different muscles on, on both sides so that you can actually start to train your body how, how to function in a more normal way. Um, so that's usually the, the first step. Um, if you're not getting adjusted or if you are getting adjusted more irregularly, Oftentimes, that's a, that's a huge part of just getting your spine moving, getting those discs to kind of wake up and activate, getting those nerves to function in a better way, and just biomechanically helping your spine and your body be in a better position. So uh, the recommendations for that are going to be different for everyone, but that is a huge part of of care as far as just keeping your spine really healthy and allowing you to do the things that you want. Um, so those two things are are usually the first go-to um, uh, options that people can easily do. Um, it's just going through the appropriate um, exam and getting the appropriate tests to make sure that we're doing what's right for you. Um, and then the third option is... Uh, that you can actually get a brace as an adult. And those braces that we prescribe and use for adults, they have a different objective than when you're a kid. So if we've got a 12, 14, you know, 13-year-old that has a scoliosis, you know, we're using that brace and they're wearing it full time and we're trying to get ahead of the progression and to get as much correction as possible. Um, and so they wear it all of the time. As an adult, those recommendations are a little bit different. So I've had quite a few people come in in their 40s that you know, maybe had more significant curves when they were younger, but the care recommendations were different. They didn't have a whole lot of options um, when they were 13, 14 years old, and they may not have had a surgery. And so now they're kind of left in this in-between stage. And so the braces have actually worked really well because the baseline recommendation is, you know, anytime I say a brace to an adult, um, their eyes get big and immediately they're thinking, oh my gosh, I have to wear this brace every second of every day. Um, and in reality, the baseline recommendation for adults wearing a brace is six to eight hours a day. 
So oftentimes they'll wear that at night while they sleep, and then they don't necessarily have to wear it during their workday. However, sometimes the reason why somebody might be coming to me is because they're not able to do the things that they want to do. Um, So say, for example, if they really struggle when they're active because their curve is creating such an issue uh, in through the muscles and the nerves because of the compression, um, oftentimes what they'll say is that when they wear their brace during the day, during those activities, that they can actually perform those activities better and more easily without pain. So you can use the six to eight hours however it best fits you. Um, Some people prefer to wear it at night and they they do that well, um, and then they don't have to deal with it during the day. And some people really like to wear it during the day. So there's flexibility in that. Um, you can wear it more than that. I have some adult patients that they choose to wear it more, where they might wear it 12 hours a day, or sometimes even more than that, just depending on you know their own situation. And obviously, the more that you wear it, the more your body responds to it, and you can get really good correction in that. The biggest question that I get is people ask is, well, if you have a brace when you're an adult, do you actually get any correction? And I would say every adult patient that I have worked with that has worn their brace appropriately for the uh, recommended amount of time has gotten some level of correction. Now, there's a lot lot of different things that we look at when we talk about correction. Um, There's Postural correction, meaning, you know, how does your body look and function when you're out of the brace? There's the actual, you know, x-ray markings that we look at as far as what's the actual curve. But more so than that, even, you know, what about the rotation of the spine and the translation of the spine And if you're not familiar with those terms, you don't need to be. Um, If you're a provider listening to this, you know, there's just know that there's multiple facets of the spine when we're looking at this. It's not just about one or two individual curves. It's about the three dimensional component and functionality of your spine and and all of the things related to that. So it's actually really complex. And so when we're looking at these things, oftentimes when we say that we get correction, Correction for one person might look different than correction for another person, but they're all objective things that we can measure, monitor, and continue to check and see as we move forward. Um, And they don't always all happen at once. Sometimes you'll see really great correction in one area, and then as you move forward, forward, your body's able to then uh, continue to heal and get correction in another area. So, um, so when I say that, we've we've always gotten some form of correction when we've utilized a brace um, for an adult, and so I think that's important to um, know and to hear because traditionally, if you know you go to see someone in the medical field, the braces that they have available, they don't utilize those typically for adults, um, unless you have a really severe case. Um, Whereas the braces that we use are three-dimensional. The Scully brace that we use, uh, you can look it up online at scullybrace.com. 
that that brace is made differently. So when we utilize that, it's still a hard brace, um, but it addresses all of the components. So it's not just the side to side curvature of the spine, but it actually is that three dimensional component where it talks about the rotation of the spine, the rotation of the vertebrae, the translation, um, all of those things. And so, like I said, if those terms are foreign to you, you don't necessarily need to know what they mean. You just need to know that it can address more than one thing. And so that's why when we're talking about recommendations for adults, we're able to utilize that brace because it is appropriate for adults because it will actually give you um, progress and correction. So a lot of different things to think about, you know, as we move forward in our life um, from having a curve when we're younger or even in our teenage years. And as we've maybe moved through the stages of starting and getting settled in our career, having families and and kind of into that mid-range area into our 40s, is that if your body is giving you hints you should re- really, really listen. Um, and if you're looking for something that's proactive, that's where we can really help you with that. There are some options for that versus just waiting until it gets bad enough. Um, you know, because usually if you have a really significant issue, they don't do things like surgery um, on adults unless there's something really big. So instability, um, if your spinal cord is compromised, if you're having so much pain that you can't do any of your normal daily activities, things like that, it has to be a really big reason because surgery when we're older is just harder to heal from. It takes longer to recover from. And then oftentimes we can end up with even residual things that we have to have, you know, continuous surgeries moving forward as we start fixing things, you know, down the year. So so this is kind of that mid-range where if we can be proactive and get ahead of it, that the hope is, is that we don't end up in our 50s and our 60s and 70s with these bigger problems where we do need these big surgeries. Um, And we also don't get to the place where now, you know, not that we're completely disabled and that we can't do our things, but that it affects us in a way that we now have to start altering our activities based on pain and different functions and things like that. So if you want some more information on this, you can always uh, find it on our website. We've got uh, more podcast episodes that have some more specific information. It's at uh, behindthebrace.com. You can also uh, reach out to our clinic directly. Um, We're more than willing to do consults over the phone or even take some information if you have a question as to, you know, hey, is this even something that might be appropriate for me, um, we can help with those types of questions. Um, So hopefully this information is helpful and gives you some extra resources. Next week, we'll be talking about what it looks like as we move down those stages. Um, Hopefully you have a great week and we will see you next week. Thanks for spending time with me today. If you could leave a review before you go, that would help us reach more people that need this message. To learn more about the services and resources that we have available, visit us at BehindTheBrace.com. This show is produced by Rayma Team Media. To learn more about how they can help you with your podcast, visit RaymaTeam.com.